What's up, everybody? Hope you're having a good week so far. This must be, I would say it's the third time this week I've attempted to record a podcast. A podcast? That was very posh. Or it was very something. I don't know if it, I don't know if posh is the right word. Um, yeah, I just keep, I just keep finding things that I need to do. And then I, oh, I can't get out of my parking space now. All right, um, I'll try again. Yeah, basically what happened is I was doing a podcast the other day and then I still can't get out of my parking space. I feel under pressure now. Um, yeah, I was doing a podcast the other day and I had done, it was pretty much finished, about 18 minutes. And then I was walking in the wind and the wind was annoying me. And then I like paused the podcast and I was going to like redo it when I got in the gym but then when I got in the gym there was people there that I know and I was talking to them and and then I did my lab session and I just it just I just never picked it up again and that happened pretty much twice um so instead of like resuming an old podcast to me they just become redundant if I don't if I don't do them and upload them I don't go back in and, and redo them. If they don't get finished and they're not conclusive, they're they're dead to me. Um, so yeah, so here here goes the like third time. Oof, that's a big old bump. I forget you have to slow down over speed bumps. Um, here goes the third time, lucky. Um, less luck and, and more. I just have a bit more time to actually um, do it and finish it hypothetically. Um, so I'm just leaving Sinai. I had some physio. Um, it's mad that I get. It, it's mad that I get probably as much physio as I do. Um, but there's always something to work on when I'm in there. Um, and and I think it speaks for, you know, the amount of of the amount of training that I do, and then also how probably lucky I am to have the body that I have. That. You know, even when there is little concerns, little niggles, little ongoing knee, calf, adductor, you know, ish, you know, when there's when there's little things there, and I, I'm certainly not a hypochondriac, like the, the physio can feel it if it's tight or if it's not moving well, we can see it, we can feel it. But luckily, my body still allows me to train at a pretty high um, intensity. Why is there a big green go and then he's waving him to go? That makes no sense whatsoever. Um, oh, I'm ranting about traffic, aren't I? Cheers, lads. Um, yeah, so I'm lucky that my body um, allows that. You know, I had a bit of a calf problem Monday, kind of over the weekend a bit too. Um, I, I felt that it was linked to gym. Um, but I, I want to be um, quite honest about things and say it's not it's not gym by itself. If the only thing we did was some gym stuff, um, you know, chances are you probably wouldn't have picked up any type of niggle. But when you're training 90 mile a week, whatever you're doing, and then you, you throw – basically, if you're training almost to your max capacity and then you're adding in gym as well – depending on what you're doing, the specifics of your gym program, it adds in a greater risk. You know, lots of things add in risk. There's risk. There's risk by going for a run in the snow. There's risk going for a run over a mountain where you might roll your ankle. There's 
there's risk every run that you do there's a risk that you'll pick up a bit of an injury um whether it's through fatigue um sloppiness clumsiness um terrain etc etc there's there's heaps of different reasons why you might pick up a little bit of an injury um so there's risks with everything and it's the same in the gym um and and all the training you're doing you're trying to weigh up risk versus reward so what's the reward of me doing this does it add the consistency does it is it a specific type of training that's going to make you better or better prepared for your next race um, and then what's the risk or sorry what's the reward now, well, you, you got where I'm going with that. I've really fucking tangled myself up here. Risk versus reward. Way up the risk, way up the reward. Is it worth it? There you go. Um, and so you're, you're kind of doing that all the time, um, naturally. And it's going to bring me on to my next point. Now, this marathon block has been really simple. I've explained that every two weeks, things are going to change. Things are going to adjust. They're going to move in positive directions, whether it's longer time spent at marathon effort, whether it's slightly faster at marathon effort, etc., etc. There's going to be little movements every two weeks. That's going to keep it really simple. Um, on the whole risk versus reward, I had added in, it was a brilliant idea, but on a Monday I was going to run slightly faster. I was going to call it medium Monday. Um, and, and, you know, I was going to run at like 5.40 pace for 70 minutes, which is roughly 12 miles. I didn't think it would beat me up that much, um, but when you take into consideration that Friday is a tough day for me, and then Sunday, although the pace hasn't been fast, it's still a lot of time, like time on feet, and actually when you run quite slow and you change your running technique, I think it, it loads your, your legs quite a lot. Um, you're, you're probably spending a lot more time on the ground, for example, because you're, you're ground contact time and, and things like this. And, and so actually, I thought I thought running for two hours on a Sunday at 7.20 to 7.30 pace would do absolutely nothing to me. But actually, it was making me a lot more tired than I thought it would. Um, and so I was doing this run on a Monday, this medium Monday, call it. Um, and I just found I was getting into Tuesday a little bit banged up too many times. Um, now, Tuesday on the treadmill just gone, just passed, is the first Tuesday I've been doing a session without pain. You know, no knee pain, no calf pain, no adductor pain. And that was really nice. It, it, was, uh, it, it was quite a cool thing to finally be able to just get stuck into the session without worrying about... Um, my body sort of holding me back or hindering me or anything like this um so yeah i was i was quite chuffed with that um, tuesday was very simple five sets of nine minutes at like 505 per mile and um, 505 per mile for me is it, it's marathon effort um it might not be the marathon pace that i'd like it to be but remember, I'm in training, I'm not tapering, etc., etc. So if I can if I can run a 505 or 504, I think it works out as it's 19 kilometers an hour on a treadmill. Um, it, it basically works out right around marathon effort. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm excited about this build-up because a lot of these sessions that I'm doing, I have the physiologist with me, and so. We're constantly, we're constantly getting feedback, maybe like five or six times throughout the session with lactate and heart rate, and we're able to know, okay, you're still sitting in that zone, um, okay, you know, you're still hitting marathon effort, and then obviously almost two weeks ago now when I was in the park, 
and my lactate went above three, we decided to make the second block of marathon type effort a little bit easier. So I brought that heart rate right back down. And then all of a sudden, you know, it got it back under control. Um, so it might be it might be the most disciplined build up ever um, as, or, or even like call it like specific. So, you know, instead of doing let's say you do 10 marathon sessions in a build up. And when I say marathon sessions, I think a marathon session should be a marathon effort and it should last at least 10 miles. Um, so whether it's 10 by a mile, whether it's five times two mile, etc., cetera, et cetera, um, you should be out there for at least 10 miles in a pretty solid effort. Um, maybe let's say you do 10 of them in a marathon buildup over 12 weeks, um, 10 to 15, whatever, whatever you know your plan entails. Um, and, I'm, and I'm talking about like trying to come top 10 at Boston here, by the way, like, you know, an elite professional plan. Um, I'm not, I'm not talking about 10 weeks to my first marathon buildup. Um, so if that is the case, I would say of, of, of the 12 sessions that I would ordinarily do in a marathon buildup, and I've spoke about this a lot on the podcast, um, you might do half of the session at a good intensity and in a good zone and at the right lactate, but then what tends to happen is you get greedy, you try to run faster, you try to push harder, and all of a sudden, you have a lovely looking session for Strava, and everybody on Strava can give you a pat on the back, but you've just fucked your session up, you know what I mean? By, by being a Strava, and I was going to say a bad word there, but I'll not, I'll refrain myself, but, but I do it too, and I think, oh my god, everybody's going to love this, look how fast I am, but all you're doing is fucking up your session, you're going too fast, your lactate's probably too high, your heart rate's probably too high, you went out to do a marathon session, and now you've started to move into a half marathon session, or maybe even a 10k session in terms of intensity, and all you've done is fucking made yourself more tired, and you've, you've basically lost, you've lost a day that could have been a very specific and great day to prepare you for your next marathon, and you've just fucked it up, because all you cared about was splits, and greed, and pace, and blah, 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 and I do it all the time, and I've said, I've openly said on the podcast, you know, today was too fast, it looks amazing, it, it looked great, but, you know, my heart rate went up too high at the end, and blah, 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 and it's not good, so I'm hoping over the next, you know, 10 weeks, because of the monitoring that's in place, it might be, it might be the best and most specific I've ever trained, now, my training speeds might look slower. So, you know, if I'm in the Victoria Park on Friday and it's windy, I might have to run at 520 pace in order to stick within marathon effort. Um, I, I'm also probably into my third week around 90 miles. I'm getting tired. Maybe 530 pace will be fast enough to hit marathon lactate, etc., etc. And And the bottom line is that that's all that's important. All that's important is that you're working the right zones in training. Speed doesn't really mean anything until you taper and it's race day and you have your head right and you might have took a few days off work, etc., etc. So um, that's a really important one to recognize. Um, I, I think this is going to be a really um, smart marathon build-up. I think the, the intensities are going to be really dialed in. And like I say, it might be the build-up where I'm the best prepared I've ever been to race a marathon at marathon intensity. Um, 
So, what's next? Alter G. If anyone follows me on Strava or Instagram, you might have seen on my social media and on my Strava that I added in Alter G. Um, Ali G. Right. <laughs> um, basically, the Alter G is, um, I think it's a way that I can reduce injury risk for obvious reasons. It takes some of your body weight away, whatever you want to set it to. Um, but also, like, I do only run, like, 90 to 95 mile a week, and some of my competitors run 110, 120 quite regularly. Um, I don't want to risk moving my mileage to 110, 120 during the Olympic year and, you know, take, take sort of, like, risks to get injured. But also, I don't want to show up... Um, to either the start line of Boston or the start line of the Olympics and know that know that over the last um, whatever many weeks, um, know that over the last lot of weeks, I've basically given away um, a lot of, I'm just checking directions here so I don't need to focus on my phone. Yeah, I know that like over the last lot of weeks, I've, I've basically given away, what is it, 20 mile a week, 30 mile a week? Um you know, it's very difficult to stand on the start line of a Olympic Games, let's say, or of a Boston Marathon and assume that you're going to beat guys that are probably equally, if not more, talented. Um, something I thought today, I'm, I might be wrong, and, I, and I'm sorry if I come across as wrong, but I thought today you haven't lived at altitude your whole life. You're about 10 to 15 kilograms heavier than some of these boys. And, you know, you run 30 mile a week less than these boys. Like, what the fuck are you thinking? What makes you think you can just stand on a start line against these guys and beat them? You know, like, it's kind of like, it's foolish. It's really foolish. Um, so, so I almost think I, I not only have to get the 120 mile a week worth of training, maybe more. Because I haven't lived at altitude my whole life, and because I don't weigh 50 kilograms, um, like you know, some of my competition does, and and obviously for a marathon, like it must be a lot easier. I, I can tell you, I ran at 80 percent body weight the other day on the Alter G, and and that would put me at, let's say, I'm 70 kilograms right now for argument's sake, and that would put me at 56. Oh, lovely, <laughs> absolutely lovely, um. So, you know, it, it must help. It must help the Africans. It must help the Ethiopians. So um, the idea of the Alter G, and I'm so sort of pissed off that I haven't used it before. Um, it's going to be there as a safety measure. You know, if I ever feel my knee or if I ever feel my, you know, adductor or, or calf or, or anything like that, then, um, you know, I'll jump on there. Um, but also... I want to add it in um, probably up to three times a week. Um, at first, at first, I'll add it in three times a week to lower the injury risk. So, you know, I get physio on a Monday morning, for example. So instead of doing a nine-mile run outside, I'm going to do a nine-mile run on the Alter G. And then I'll get physio. And my body should be in a pretty good place then, heading into Tuesday. Um and then obviously what I'm going to do is on a Tuesday night, I didn't normally do a double run after a session, but I'm going to do a double run on the Alter G. Uh, and then I'm going to do the same on a Thursday. Now, 
Thursday, Monday and Thursday, I used to double anyway. So that's what I mean about reducing the injury risk. Like at first, at first it will only actually be one, one extra run a week than I used to do. But I'm going to replace two of the runs I used to do outside with runs on the Alter G to bring that injury risk down at first. And then eventually the, those runs on a Monday, like Monday and Thursday, for example, will end up moving to being outdoor. And you might find I jump on the Alter G Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, the days that I didn't used to double. So I'll be doubling a lot more, but most of it will be done on the Alter G, um, which takes away quite a lot of the injury risk. And, and you might find I'm able to get my weekly mileage up to like 110, which would be higher than ever before, but maybe like 20 mile of that um, will be on the Alter G and the other 90. Um, if anyone is listening to me saying, Alter G, what the fuck is he talking about? Um, an Alter G is connected to a treadmill, a Woodway treadmill. Um, Woodways are lovely for running on. Basically, think of like a big hot air balloon. It pumps a load of air around your body. You're kind of like strapped in. Um, it allows you to run very close to your technique, I think. Um, different people might, their opinions might vary. Um, <clears throat> I personally think it allows you to run. I think it would be the best form of cross training you could ever do in your life. Um, I loved it. I thought it was great. I got very excited about how helpful I think it's going to be for my program. Um, but basically, yeah, it's a, it's a treadmill attached to, or sorry, like a big air pocket attached to a treadmill. And it allows you to, basically the air pocket works by taking away some of your body weight and it supports you a little bit. Um, now, what we did was we strapped an altitude generator to it. I mean, you can just Google Alter G treadmill. Um, we strapped an altitude generator to it, um, basically so that I think... I think if I went on the Alter G and didn't strap the altitude generator to it, so I basically wore a mask and then the altitude generator was like making the air that I was breathing in altitude, like 7,000 feet. But I worried that if I didn't wear the mask and the altitude, I just thought it was going to be too easy. Um, and basically I'd have been running with 80% of my body weight at sea level where I already find running too easy and my heart rate stays too low and um, what I mean by that there is like if I run at the same speeds as I do at altitude which I think is safe 630 to 7 minute mile pace I, I, I can't run at sub 6 every day or I'll get injured um, but if I run at 630 to 7 at sea level my heart rate's like 120 to 130 and, and I just don't know how much endurance I'm building um, like like you know it's, it's basically like a Tour de France cyclist just like cantering that they're not working um and so you build you build probably decent leg strength and stuff but um the aerobic side of things at 120 to 130 heart rate is probably just not up to much um so yeah the wee altitude generator meant that at 80 percent body weight and 14 kilometers an hour my heart rate was like 140 to 145 i was delighted i thought that was great um and, and so it basically means i did 35 minutes it basically means that I could probably build up to doing um, 45, 50. You know, I, I would love to build it up to an hour where I'm doing three one-hour Alter G sessions a week on top of the usual 90 to 95 mile a week that I 
already do. Um, because I, I'm never going to like, I'm not going to throw in three Alter G sessions and then, you know, take away from my running because then I, then it's probably making my overall fitness worse because I can't see that Alter G is the same. Alter G, I don't know how to say it. I can't see that it's the exact same as running. So it, it always has to be more. I'm always thinking more. Um, so yeah, I, I gotta tell you, I was pretty, pretty effing pumped about that. I was literally running on the Alter G just thinking, oh my Christ, this is gonna make me a fucking beast. Um, because it, because it means that I can, and, and you know, I've always been a little bit stressed. I'm always like, not like, not arguing literally, but I'm always like, in conflict with like, the doctor at Sinai, the physio at Sinai, like, guys, like, you know, I need to be running 110, 120 mile a week. Like, what are we talking about here? Like, you know, I, like, I need to push more, like, blah, blah, blah. And, and like, not literally arguments, but we're always trying to work between let's keep Scully healthy, but let's get Scully fit enough to race really well. Um, and so, like, I'm always trying to be like, oh, my God, like, Galen Rupp was 10 days back from, like, Achilles surgery, and he did, like, a 10-mile run, and... 90 minutes on the spin bike and 10 mile on the underwater treadmill. Like this is what you're competing against. You know, like you're competing against guys that are probably going to put God, what was that? That's, that's three and a half hours of aerobic training into one day. And and I think he was only back from Achilles surgery, like two weeks before that or something. Like you're really up against it in athletics. Like people are really willing to put in the work. Um, And then you've got to stand on a start line and, and somehow race these guys. And, you know, you can't stand on the start line and be like, yeah, but I'm, but I'm fully healthy, you know, thumbs up. <laughs> like, you know, I, I, I only ran 75 mile a week, Galen, but, but I'm healthier than you are. You know, he's, he's probably going to hammer you. Um, he's probably going to run with like half of his quad not working and he'll still hammer you. Um, and, and that's what you're up against. You know, you're up against people that are, that are willing to really push and, um, willing to train really, really hard. And yeah, you, you gotta be okay with that. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's really tough. Um, and so yeah, I was super excited about it because I just thought this is awesome. Like, you know, I don't think the injury risk, I'll, I'll break it in slowly. It'll be well planned. Um, it'll not just be added in all at once, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, you might find that it's less about this build up to Boston and more about the Olympic build up where, you know, you might find that, um, for like six or eight weeks of that Olympic build up, there's, um, there's like six to eight weeks where, where that sort of like total, Total cardio and, and total sort of running, whether Alter G or treadmill, is up above 110 mile a week. Um, excuse me, I burp. Um, but like everything, it's, 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 it's probably just an idea for now. Um, of course, we need to see how it materializes. Um, of course, we have to see, you know, like, like, do I get hurt? Um, you know, does my body handle it okay? I'm sure it's not. I'm sure it's not free. I'm sure like my hamstrings might take a bit of a beating is what I've been told. Um, I'm sure other parts of my body might fatigue. Um, so, so like I say, it might, it might materialize as a really great thing, but, but if it doesn't, I'm not going to be like too stressed about it. Um, but yeah, no, this weather has been pretty dire. 
um, in Belfast. I got to say, like, I'm trying to hold in strong and not complain about the weather, but it has been pretty grim. Um, it's just meant a lot more running on the treadmill. Um, but yeah, I hope all you guys are doing good. Um, I am busy now. Um, just finished physio. Physio wasn't too bad. Like I say, this week, there's always something at physio though, like quad or, um, like we haven't even got to the point with physio that we're not treating something. Once you get, once you, once you clear up all your little niggles and injuries and you get back into a routine of like good training, call it. Um, then you move to a place with physio where you can actually like work on, you know, I could be like when I was on the treadmill the other day, my, my lower back, the right side of my lower back and my right hip weren't like sore or injured, but I just felt like they weren't moving like as fluid as the rest of my body. And then you might work with the physio and the SNC coach to improve things like that. Um, but that's kind of like bonus work. Because you have to make sure that your body post marathon. Because you know I'm still only, I'm still only probably like week four, week five after Houston. It's really not been that long. So you're still trying to like clear up any little injuries. Um, but yeah. All right, guys. Appreciate you listening as always. Um, have a have a cracking weekend. Um, or have a cracking few days, I suppose I should say. Um, and then the weekend, um, I'm actually going to go for no pints this weekend. Can't believe it. I, I'll be shocked if it, if it materializes. Um, but I, I keep standing on the scales and I'm not getting any lighter. And I think it's Guinness. My sessions are going better and I, my fitness is going in a decent direction, but the scales are, they're not happy with me. And I think it's sea level too. Um, at sea level, if you look at a packet of biscuits, you gain half a pound. Whereas at altitude, you can eat the whole packet of biscuits and the Chinese and you lose half a pound. So definitely sea level has, uh, has some advantages, but, um, yeah, weight's going to be, uh, weight's going to be a tough one for me because I do like a pint of Guinness and a wee cider. Um, but all right, guys, take care. Bye, bye, bye.